0: Good morning. It's July 1st, 2015. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 191. Happy Canada Day, Canadian listeners. It's good to be here with you, and you're probably on the day off. Maybe you're here live, and if you're not, shame on you. Freaking shame on you. No, I'm kidding. It's fine. You just do whatever you just Listen, that's all I care about. We have a lot to get into today. It is, of course, day two of Beats 1. It is Beats 1 worldwide, streaming worldwide, and just like Beats 1 streaming worldwide, so is our mumble room. Time-appropriate greetings, worldwide mumble room. Hello. You guys really are streaming worldwide. How about that? Uh, yeah. So uh, Beats One went live yesterday. It is Apple's a twenty four seven radio station of music and all of this kind of stuff. And I've been, you know, I've been really kind of curious to see how this would play out. Is is it really even worth having a radio station? Because uh, it, it is. By the way, I don't know if you've checked your clock, but it is two thousand and fifteen. So I went into it with a bit of a skepticism. Uh, but I thought I'd play for you the uh, opening few seconds of Apple's new twenty. 7 radio station in case you didn't get a chance to hear the opening few moments
1: all right right, we've got to kick this whole thing off at some point we spent the last three months trying to build this radio station and now we can build no more we must launch we've had all sorts of ideas about the first song things that have made statements things with fanfare but ultimately there's been one song that all of us keep coming back to we've tested sound to it I've referred to it lyrically when I needed a boost because it's been stressful at times, you know, and exciting and challenging. We've even cut demos to it to convince people to continue to support this radio station. This band put this EP out a few months ago with little or no fanfare outside of core fans, but they're building. That's exactly the kind of story, the kind of record we need to kick this whole thing off with. Because, man, it's not about fanfare. That's fireworks and a hangover the next day. It's about quality and consistency. We're beats one. We're worldwide. And from now on, we're always on. The first song in this era, right here, on Apple Music, Beats One, is Spring King from Manchester, UK City.
0: And that's how they opened up the uh, Apple Music radio station. And what was kind of fun is uh, for the first few hours, in fact, Just as we were going on the air, Apple cut down, cut it off. They killed it. They gave it the axe, a pirate stream. There is an unofficial way to listen to uh, Beats 1 on Android devices, or actually, if you had MPV or VLC, you could do it that way, too, but The Verge didn't know that. And that's what I did. I tossed it in MPV and uh, was able to listen to it. We were listening on the pre-show just to kind of get an opinion of it, uh, but Apple killed it this morning as it started to pick up news on Gizmodo uh, and obviously uh, The Verge. Uh, HLS is HTTP live streaming. And uh, it was unencrypted. It was open. Apple is actually making the music stream available for free. You don't even have to pay if you want to listen. They do have little tiny mini ads. They're more like little stings than they are full ads. Now, here's a couple of bit of the technical details I was able to glean uh, as I used MPV to listen to the stream. Uh, The Radio Beats 1 stream is a 256-kilobit AAC stream in stereo. And uh, in in my uh, A to B audio testing, this is just my personal opinion, although I uh, hold my opinion in high regard. Uh, it is almost on par with Spotify's extreme quality setting, but it uses less bandwidth. So uh, the Beats 1 radio stream sounds almost as good as Spotify on extreme quality. It sounds better than Spotify on high quality. Now, in my, in my experience, a lot of mobile carriers actually block extreme quality on Spotify because Spotify's extreme quality is 320 kilobit MP3, right? So what Apple's doing differently here is they're using AAC, so they're cutting it down to 256 kilobit. But AAC is a superior codec, especially for music, so it sounds better. Now, if you do something local with extreme quality, that'll sound the best in Spotify. You, uh, Apple can't beat that. Apple doesn't let you even adjust the setting levels. Uh but in my experience it sounds really good. They've struck a good balance there. I, however, prefer it to sound just a little bit better. And so for me, I still would prefer offline files encoded at a little bit higher of a bitrate. But on the go, it works pretty well. And if you don't really if you're somebody who can't re and I'm not and a lot of people can. In fact some people just literally can't hear the difference between a hundred and twenty eight kilobit MP three and a two hundred and fifty six kilobit MP3, if you don't distinguish that, then you won't hear any differences between Spotify and and Apple Music, and like you would probably expect from Apple, I think they've struck a pretty good balance. I think it's smart using AAC. There's a lot of hardware decoding chips now that do AAC as well, so that'll be a nice that'll be nice for battery life. So I think it's a nice system. Anybody in the mum room by any chance had a chance to try? Uh, any any of you had a chance to try Apple Music? Beats One? Blah blah blah, etc. Yeah. I didn't it was cool having the pirate stream, because then you didn't have to have an iOS device. You just had to jump on that while it lasted. Uh, in fact, let me uh, let me see if I have uh, i I'm sure they've killed it by now. I could see if I could tune it in real quick here to see if they still have it. Let's see what happens. It, let's see. I'm pulling it up now. Uh, yeah, nope. It's just looping the last few seconds before they killed it. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's a 44 hertz uh, stereo stream, too. Uh that's really nice. I, I think it, it's a it's a it's a good first start. The UI is a little wonky, uh, but I actually kind of enjoy this. <laughs> this sounds dumb, uh, especially for somebody who's doing a live show right now. But it is neat that everybody's hearing the same thing at the same time because then I was able to come in the chat room later on and be, "Hey, I'm a con. Did you hear that show that had the Mario track in the background? What the hell song was that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I heard that song. It came on a couple. It came on yesterday once too." And so we all experience the same thing at the same time. Spotify is not like that. Um, I can't. I can't. I can't like walk in like, "Hey, were you listening to the Spotify station?" What? no, I was listening to Mood Booster or whatever you call it, right? And so that's, that gives it a, it gives it an interesting social element to it that doesn't come in the form of tweets and Facebook posts. It comes in the form of actual conversations with human beings who experience the same thing you did. I hear that TV's kind of like this, too. I don't know. I don't watch it. All right, Mumble last chance for you to actually have an opinion on this, going once, going twice. And the next story that you undoubtedly have an opinion on, I love this one. Apparently... Um, there are now entire towns full of electron, electromagnetically sensitive people. Like, they're they're congregating, and they're killing all electromagnetic radio signals, like Wi-Fi, cell, no signals, because they're allergic to them, or they're having some kind of reaction. I, I, I don't know. Wow, that would suck. Could you imagine that? No. Um, I, 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 it's, that sounds awful. And so... Uh, Never let a market opportunity pass you by, though, so some Chinese router manufacturers are beginning to market their routers to pregnant women. Yeah, you can put it in pregnant woman mode. Yeah, it's got a specific mode, and now they're getting sued, by the way, for pregnant woman mode. uh, And the idea is they're targeting people who are afraid of radiation. Uh, yeah, they say uh, we aren't scientists. We haven't done a lot of experiments to prove how much the radiation damage does, but we put a mode in uh, that pr- pr- promises to deliver around 70% less radiation than a traditional router. Um, the company also basically just clearly comes out and says we're doing this to target paranoid people. And they're just kind of directly, uh, they're just directly kind of come out and being like, well, they're sensitive. Uh, You know, we know people can be concerned about these kind of things, and so Yame, the uh, the Apple knockoff company in China, is is trying to relaunch like its own marketing campaign against this. But uh, I mean, what? So what if this takes off? Like, what if people are like, "Hey, I want one of them routers that has less radiation." Well, you know, what what does that really mean? That means it probably runs the Wi Fi at twenty percent power, right? (laughs) Or 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 ten or thirty, whatever model you get. Like, they'll have different ranges of like thirty percent less radiation. Like it's like SPF now, only. Less Wi-Fi power, right? What else could they do? They ca- they can't do special Wi-Fi. They can't do less radioactive Wi-Fi. They can't do Wi-Fi with less electromagnetism magnetism or whatever the hell it is. <laughs> I just love it. Uh, and you know, okay, but here's the other thing. You know what else is radiation? Light. Light is radiation. So what are you gonna do about that? I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. where do, you, where do you, I, I don't I don't know.
1: Well, the the people who are in these towns are not. They're not doing it for radiation. This, that was totally just a, a garbage product. Then. And the amount of radiation that's, pr- that's put out on any particular device here that's just normal usage, like a microwave or whatever, even a microwave, is minuscule to the amount that would actually hurt you. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's – so there's the, so there's having a router that does less is ridiculous. But the, these towns are actually – I saw a documentary once about these where there's this, there's, they're not really about radiation. They're about uh, they, the microwaves and just like the, the electromagnetism actually hurts them in their, like, they hear loud sounds that just makes them go crazy. So they get away from it, and it allows them to, you know, be, live peacefully. For some reason, they can hear this high-pitched sound, and, and pretty there was one documentary that showed that, uh, like, 70 people in the town all agree that they could hear that. Oh God! And they could describe what that sound was. Actually, that's and... legit. You know
0: what? I hear I hear high pitch noises from electronics that nobody else around me, almost almost nobody, maybe once every now in years. Here's like uh, Angela's new yoga. Can't use it. I really like that laptop. I think it's. A, I would love to get some experience with the keyboard. Uh, I have a hard time even installing updates for her because it squeals at such a high pitch that it 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 if i sit if 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 i sit there too long i'll actually start to get a stomach ache because i'm starting almost it's migraine level and it's it's bad, and uh, uh, I, I've always I've always been able to tell like when the CRT televisions or monitors were left on, you know, like I used to walk into the computer lab and 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 tell the TA from the from the other side of the room with the monitors not even facing me that one's on, that one's on, that one's on. I've always been able to hear the high pitched stuff. So and that stuff hurts. That is it can be maddening because it, it is penetrating. So I actually if if I heard it all the time and more, I would probably get the hell out of here too. I yeah, go live is, in a mountain. Uh,
1: the towns have people who have it where they hear it for any electronic device whatsoever. And they just, they just can't stand it. So they'd rather not hear anything, any, rather, rather not use any device whatsoever just to not hear that sound.
0: Oh, jeez. Oh, no. Oh, man. I, can, uh, I, I can't even imagine. Well, you see, it looks familiar. It says all younger people can do that. I still do it. It never went away. I still hear it. Even though I think my hearing's actually gotten a little worse because of uh, how much I wear in-air headphones to do these shows. And how loud I have them so I can hear, like, crappy audio quality. I think I am damaging my hearing, but for some reason I still hear that. Uh, All right, good news. I know you guys were super, super worried about this, uh, but uh, breaking news here. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Relax, Uh, the terrorists will not hurt us. Surveillance courts rule that the NSA can resume bulk data collection. The FISA court, you know, the ones that rubber stamp all of the surveillance for the NSA for years now, have ruled late Monday that the National Security Agency may temporarily resume its once-secret program, That systematically collects records of America's domestic phone calls. The program lapsed on June 1st when a law, you know, a law, (laughs) when a law. No, I like how the New York Times doesn't even mention it's the Patriot Act. uh, uh, Went uh, was expired, and there was Section 215 on there for the U.S. Patriot Act. Uh, Congress uh, revived that provision on June 2nd. You know, because when uh, when it's about surveying the American people, Congress works. Quick! So the next day, Congress, all of them across the aisle, managed to work together with a bill called the USA Freedom Act. Now, uh, in there, it said that this provision that allowed bulk collection had to be, uh, I guess they had to wait for six months. They had to pause for six months uh, before they could resume collection. Now, Barry. I mean, President Obama. He, uh, he he had one thing to say to this when uh, when this happened. No,
2: no, 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 no
0: yeah, so they immediately his administration immediately applied to restart the program before 6 months in the court. Uh, but a conservative and, and libertarian Avsky group Freedom Works filed a motion in the surveillance court saying it had no legal authority to permit the program to resume. So it's tried to fight the Obama administration who wasted no time trying to restart this. However, in a 26-page opinion made on made public on Tuesday, Judge Michael Mossman uh, or Mossman of the surveillance court rejected the challenge by Freedom Works, the ones that were trying to fight the Obama administration from restarting it. Uh, so, uh, the uh, FISA court has ruled that uh, the uh, delay cannot be held up and that the Obama administration's um, uh, request will proceed. And so, bulk collection resumes. Now, we have to ask, did it ever really stop? I mean, so, the, the Patriot Act provision, uh, Section 215, expired on June 1st. The Freedom Act was signed on June 2nd. And then, on June 2nd, right after it was signed, Obama filed with the court and they knew he was doing that so do you suppose they ever actually shut it down because remember this program was enabled by presidential authorization president bush it was never authorized by the courts at that time or congress so if they never had to authorize it to turn it on who says they'd ever turn it off when these same people tell them to do that and then conveniently here we are a few days later and that's six months delay <laughs> just forget about that just forget about that. So that's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. All right, well, uh, don't worry, guys, because the FBI is making sure your internets are rocking. They're investigating 11 attacks on the San Francisco area right now. It's big, and they want you to know that they're on top of it. California are investigating after
2: someone cut three backbone internet connections, causing widespread service disruptions in the San Francisco Bay Area. Now, the FBI is not saying much about this case, but this is actually the 11th time in a year this has happened. We don't know who's doing this, whether this is some sort of disgruntled ex-employee or perhaps something more sinister. But the FBI does say whoever's doing this has tools and equipment necessary to get into underground vaults and then cut the conduits surrounding the cables. The cables themselves, they're not actually much bigger than a pencil, but their size doesn't really indicate their importance. These are the information superhighways of the internet. And as you can see from this real-time map, these are all the service disruptions from just one internet service provider in the California heat maps. Oh yeah, baby. The FBI says whoever is doing this is causing an awful lot of disruption for people who depend on the internet to make a living.
0: If only we could invent some sort of protocol, some sort of internet protocol that could guarantee delivery and automatically reroute around disruptions. If God, we should come up with, and maybe like some sort of gateway protocol we could put along our border routers that would automatically reroute around outages, like some sort of border gateway protocol that could figure this stuff out. If we could come up with technology like that, then finally, this kind of stuff wouldn't really be that big of a deal. That would be helpful. There's no chance. No, I don't think so. Hey, normally this is the spot I would plug the Patreon page, patreon.com slash today to support the network. Thank you, guys. little mini plug. Call that a stinger, like Beats 1. Instead, I'm going to plug the new subreddit. Hey-oh! Reddit.com slash rskis slash Jupiter Broadcasting or be one of the hip kids. Just go to jupiterbroadcasting.reddit.com. There's probably a bit.ly out there that's, that's hip, too. Now, what the hell is this? I don't know. No, uh, think of it like this. Back in the day, before there was Reddit and Twitter, God, I'm old, <laughs> and YouTube, and really any kind of social networking, we had a Jupiter Colony forum powered by, like one time it was Vanilla, and one time it was PHPBB. We've had a lot of different iterations of it. And it was pretty badass, and we had a good community going there. And we had individual uh, subforms for shows, uh, which I would always forget to make the subform for when I'd launch a show, and then I'd get a bunch of requests to go make it. So, oh, yeah, fuck and then I go make the subform. Uh, so this is, this is sort of that, only reverse. We have subreddits for Coder Radio, Tech Talk Today, Linux Action Show, Tech, Snap and Unfilter. And those are like the show forms. And then we have the Jupyter Broadcasting subreddit, which is kind of like the general form. Um, recent comments. Uh, here's an inquiry about JB Gear, uh, updating JB Gear. Uh, the, uh, the last RSS feed logo, which is the bane of my very existence. And all of these things are... Complaining and compliments are uh, are happening over at Reddit on the Jupiter Broadcasting subreddit now. We also, of course, have the G Plus community and the Facebook page and all these other things and all of that. Uh, I suppose if you wanted to be involved in the nerve center of the network, though, you probably want to show up in the IRC room. That's irc.geekshed.net and it's pound Jupiter Broadcasting. That's sort of the nerve center. Uh, And in some ways, it's sort of the real-time feed of the network because you find out about when shows are live by being in there. You find out about special shows being live by being in there. But also, some of our important Twitter accounts also pump into there. So you don't have to be a Twitter user, but you still get the news broadcast about a release or a reschedule. And there's also our bot in there that you can ask about the next shows and other things like that. So... The IRC room is really the real-time, always-living nerve center of the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. And then we have the subreddits that are more static, more offline, more, you know, you come in and, and join and, and, and participate as you like. And techtalktoday.reddit.com is where to go to make this show better. Micro89 submitted a couple of great uh, um, Y2K videos. I watched those this morning. I have one that I wanted. To, I got one. It's gear, right? I was saying you always got to make uh, an opportunity when the market presents You always got to take an opportunity when the market presents it, like uh, that pregnancy router. I think that pregnancy router... That S is clever in a way. If I mean, if somebody is concerned enough to buy that, let them have it. You know what? Let Sell it to the people. It makes them feel better, right? Well, maybe you could tell yourself that. And I think that's what these people told themselves when they were selling this Y2K survival kit. I mean, really, I think it's just a flashlight. But when you can spin it as saving you from the world's biggest disaster created by man yet, I mean, that might sell a few more flashlights. So this is what I loved about Y2K. This is the best of it right here. See you back here tomorrow, 9 a.m. noon, eastern, JB TV. Thanks for watching, everybody. It's 2 a.m. January 1st, year 2000. Power's out. It's pitch black. You need light. If you planned ahead, you'll have one of these. Just wind it up you'll have light and communication. Call now and get the ultimate Y2K survival kit from BeCalm.com. You'll receive the sunburst, the premier wind-up and solar-powered flashlight and radio, a video resource guide with real advice from leading experts, a diagnostic computer program to test your PC. You'll receive three soup samples from hourglass foods, food storage you'll want to eat. Plus, you'll receive a step-by-step guide that will show you how to prepare without wasting a single penny.
1: Call now and order your ultimate Y2K Survival Kit. You get the wind up and solar powered flashlight radio, video diagnostic software, food samples and preparation guide. A $90 value all for only $49.95. Call 1-800-303-8747 now and tell the
2: operator to rush an ultimate Y2K Survival Kit to your home. Call now.